Well, hey there. Welcome to the For Jesus podcast. My name is Luke Simmons, one of the pastors at Redemption Church Gateway. Here with me today are Alessi DeBartolo. Hello. And Joshua Reese. And me again, Joshua. How and are you, you guys? again. That's <laughs> that's sort of what people think of you. Oh, you again. <laughs> yeah. We were watching that. We were, that. we were watching the Have you seen the movie Home? It's an animated movie. Yes, I have. Uh, have you seen it, Alessi? I don't think so. You're, you know, someday maybe you'll watch animated yeah. movies again. I, hey, I watched Inside Out this weekend. Oh, well, well done. So that's one of my all-time favorite movies. That's one of mine, too. But there's the character in Home, his name is O, because every time someone sees him, they're like, oh. oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's he, me. And he just becomes <laughs> O. So that'll be you, Reese. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Him again. <laughs> oh. That's pretty accurate. But we're back. We're back. And Maybe we're glad that you're- says that. We're glad that oh. you're tuning in. <laughs> Even your mom says that? Yeah, I think so. Oh. I'm sorry. When I call. Well- <laughs> This is not a good picture. We'll have a here. therapy session later <laughs> about good. that. Uh, but for now, we're in uh, episode two of this uh, new season, and we're kind of uh, we're trying out this format where we have something that you got to know, something we feel like if you're going to follow Jesus and be part of our church, we want to at least have you be aware of. Um, and then we're going to have a conversation of a fun guest with that, and then we'll get a song recommendation today from Reese. Yeah, so I'm excited be, about that'll that. That'll be good. So um, the whole idea of this podcast is really just to provide another resource to help us keep focused on what it means that all of life is all for Jesus. So, uh, Lessie, you're going to kick us off with uh, something that we got to know. What yeah. do you got? Yeah. So when you asked me, what's something you got to know? Um, one of my first things that I thought of um, was actually one of our episodes. We talked a lot about prayer. Mm. Um, I think it was last season. So it's kind of funny to yeah, say. Yeah, was that the one with John Ori? Yes. Where yes. he was here? Mm-hmm. And we were talking about Praying Life by Paul Miller. So since that podcast, I got the book and I've been devouring it. And oh, so wow. Great. I do have to say another plug for um, Praying Life by Paul Miller is well I done. do highly recommend it. Um, it it's just, it's so beautiful. And I love how um, Paul Miller writes and explains things that we would think are simple um, and we should know. Um, but the way that he uh, kind of changes our perspective, uh, it's just, it's, it's illuminating. So mm, great. with that, um, something that you got to know is that we can always be a praying people. Um, and that it, throughout our days, no matter what it is, um, I used to I used to joke that I thought it was funny that my grandparents would pay pray for a parking spot when mm. they would be driving around. That's in and the book. They, I, I know, and Oof. it's in the book. And they yes, he still gets criticized for that. Yeah, but people I, go, oh, that's stupid. But, but but it's not. But it's not because it's 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 reminding you that you are you are seeking him. You are um, your attention is being refocused on the creator of all and mm. who is in control over all. So even if it's praying for a parking spot or praying for, um, I loved his story with his daughter of mm. the, the science experiment, but. Um, I, I just would say as a new believer, as a believer who's, uh, been following Jesus for a long time, like, I don't think we can ever be reminded enough not to be praying, to be mm. a praying people, um, praying about simple things, praying about complex things, praying for people that are hard, um, sure. or that you have a hard relationship for or, or with um, you again, <laughs> oh. time to pray. <laughs> I, I help people pray a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you do. No, I, with students, you yeah. absolutely do. Sure. And and that is something that I thought of too, is because um, getting to be a mentor with some of these young girls is I want to encourage them to pray. Um, mm. And and that encourages myself. Like I need to be yeah. a praying person as well. So um, it's not super elaborate, but that is my my thing. You got to know. And uh, and and if you need more of a 
um, more resource, definitely check out Paul Miller's book. Also read the Bible um, (laughs) because it's sweet um, just how much Jesus um, is praying to his father. And so if Jesus is praying to his father, why in the world, who's perfect, why in the world would we think that we Mm. don't need to? Yeah. Um, So that's, I just, I'm encouraged by that. I, I, it pushes me to make sure that I am praying um, all throughout my day, not just before I eat or mm. um, for something that I need or want. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. It feels like there's kind of this progression I've seen in people where when they start to pray, maybe the only thing they pray for is like a parking spot. <laughs> sure. And then at some point you go, oh, that, that's too trivial. And you just pray for what feels like big spiritual stuff. But at some point you actually mature into a place of going, you know what, if Jesus knows every hair on my head, he cares about everything. <laughs> yeah. And so I pray for the quote unquote big stuff, but also the little stuff. And mm-hmm. that's really great. Yeah. That's something you gotta know. Yes. All right. Well, for today's conversation, we've got a uh, special guest, Mr. Dave Lopez. Dave, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. It's great that you're here. Great that you're with us. Dave, you and I met, golly, about nine years ago, maybe? I think it was in 2011. Okay. We were at Perry. That would be nine or ten years ago. Yeah, nine or ten years. Where I first met you, I believe, was at Redemption Church Tempe. There was a there was an event going on there, some sort of men's Men's, event. Yeah, and I got introduced to you by Eric McBurney. Yep, um, I remember that. Yeah, I think that was the first time I met you, and he had been kind of trying to connect us because he thought that maybe our church would be a good place for you. Yep. Um, And uh, we just want to we just want to get to know you a little bit on the podcast. Everyone here, we love you, and we feel like. you've got a great story and people will be encouraged by it. So, so at the point I met you back nine years ago at Redemption Tempe, were you already a Christian? I don't think I was at that point. Okay. Oh, I think Eric was dragging me around to everything Christian to try to <laughs> bring me to the Lord. But so back up, tell us a little bit about Eric, how you got to know him and, and what the Lord was doing in your life at that time. Yeah. So I actually met Eric. The first time I ever met him was uh, junior high. We were, um, uh, we went to different junior highs and, and we were, we had a game coming up. We were, we were rivals. Okay. And, uh, I don't really remember this story, but Eric tells it, but I guess kind of, we were the big, that must hit. mean you were the better team. <laughs> no, we were terrible. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So we went to the DOS. We went to our, the high school that we fed into, uh, both teams were there and somehow we kind of were the big hitters on the team. So we got pushed together, like in a, like a face off. This is football. Yes, but this was, we were in the stands. We weren't even playing. Okay. So that was the first time that I'd ever seen Eric. Um, so we played football against each other when we were freshmen, and then we went to the same high school together. So we met there, played football together. Um, we were we were really good friends, but I was kind of more like I'd go out and party, and he didn't do a lot of that. So um, we connected more at school, and um, we eventually, uh, after high school, we lost touch a little bit. And then um, actually the way that I got reconnected with him was on Christmas Day, I think it was in 2003, uh, I went to Circle K to go get something and I ran into Eric's brother. Hmm. Um, and he told me that he was on the fire department and Eric was on the fire department. And it was about that time that I was kind of revving up to try to get, uh, to test again, to try to get back, to try to get on the fire department. Um, and so I reconnected with Eric and he helped me to get, uh, to get hired. I started riding along with the meditation. And okay. so that's kind of how we reconnected. And Eric, uh, for those of you that don't know Eric, he's uh, a lay leader and a key part of Redemption Church Gilbert. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've gotten to know him over the years through that. And so so he helps you get onto the force. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, is it called the Force? <laughs> Sounds Department. cool. Are those the other guys. Those are the other guys. Those, uh, Sorry, yeah. more so the other guys. Okay, so he gets you on the department, fire department. Yes, <laughs> and uh, from here forward, I mean, it's not the just force. like you worked hard, and but yeah, he helped open cool. some doors and something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Were you guys stationed at the same spot? Uh, several times we were. Um, so, uh, probably the longest time, and that's where kind of our start, our conversation started happening. We were stationed. Uh, at the same same house, um, I was on the the ambulance there, and he was on the the engine, the fire fire truck, the one that carries the water and the hose. So, yep, um, yeah, we were there together. Um, and he was already following Jesus. He was, yeah. He had just, I I, I believe his backstory is he grew up Catholic, um, but he had just started coming to faith. Um, I think he started attending what was uh, Redemption Gilbert now, but what was um, East Valley Bible? East Valley Bible, yeah. Um, so I think he was, he was new in his faith. He was, um, just getting into it. And so we just started having conversations about God, which I, I always loved. I, I grew up Catholic as well, but you know, got out of the church when I basically became an adult and I was like, I'm done with that. Um, my, my idea of God kind of got re, uh, adjusted, I guess. Um, when I went to AA Okay. I, um, and so their, their belief is just a God of your understanding. Okay. And I was like, I like that idea. I can just make up my own God. And so, so, I mean, you mentioned that you like to party mm-hmm. and obviously if that ended up leading you to AA, mm-hmm. you don't need to go into the details of that story necessarily, but like you, you'd experience some of the downsides of that. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And AA helped you Yep. get sober. Yep. Help me get sober. Significantly with the force of a larger power. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a higher power. Yeah. Um, so I, I never had a problem with God. I actually really liked the idea of a higher power. I liked the idea of God. Um, but I didn't, and I didn't have any, at that time, I didn't have anything challenging, challenging me about Jesus. Hmm. Um, so I just had this God that I followed and Hmm. looked a lot like me, ironically, (laughs) agreed with me a lot and didn't challenge me a lot. Um, but it was, uh, it was just kind of being a, being a part of something bigger than me. Um, so it wasn't, so like I said, I always liked having conversations with God, especially people that, that kind of had differing, um, ideas or opinions. So when you and Eric would talk about the Lord and other things, mm-hmm. was it heated? Was it contentious? Was it Not just fun all. and lively? What was kind of the temperature of those conversations? It was great. It was, it was just, uh, they were awesome. And they, I mean, they would last the majority of the shifts. Like anytime oh. that we got apart from like, I mean, there's things you have to do. Sure. Um, obviously work. run call. Yeah. Work. <laughs> we do that on occasion, but can't um, just sit around on the force. <laughs> on the the force. department. <laughs> uh, the force you can't, the department you can't. <laughs> um, oh boy. <laughs> That's great. Love my brothers and sisters in blue. Um, <laughs> but uh, basically anytime that we had downtime, we'd have these conversations and they were just uh, they were awesome. I enjoyed it. I never got tired of them and they lasted a long time and it, it happened for quite a while. Um, I think there was, um, I, I can remember times they were getting frustrated and not at me, probably more at himself. Like he, and I don't even know if frustrated is right where he wanted me to come to Christ so badly that whenever I would just disagree with them or just kind of, nope, nope, nope. It would just, you could see the, pain almost Mm. like he just wanted me to know Jesus so badly. Do you remember what the kind of, what were the points of resistance in you at that point? Um, I didn't need him. Like Mm. I, like I I was like, God, yes, believe in a higher power. Even some 
um, I was in line with like the, the Holy spirit part of it. Like there was, I believe that there was a God that lived in me and, um, that we were connected in that way. But, but Jesus, I just felt like I didn't need. And, mm-hmm. and honestly at that time, like there was nothing in my life that was falling apart. It was great. Like looking back, I had just gotten on the fire department, my dream job. Um, I was married to a wonderful woman. We, uh, we had had gauge and I think, think around that time we were, I think Mackie was on the way or we had just had Mackie. So I was a father, we had a house, like things were just going, I was at a fire station that I loved. Things were just going great. And so I felt like whatever was happening in my life, I'm doing it right. Yeah. And so that I just, there wasn't, I, I didn't. And I think part of it was, um, I had part of the struggle with Jesus is Eric's telling me I need Jesus to, to bridge this gap between me and God. And I, I just, my, my rebuttal to that was, I don't believe that God created me with this gap between us. Like I don't, mm. he's my father. And just like, I wouldn't do that to my son. I just mm. believe that I will, you know, he created me and therefore we're in a relationship together. Mm. So I had a problem with the gap and therefore I, I just didn't feel like I needed Jesus. So a lot of times I feel like in stories like this, the next part of the story goes, but then something terrible <laughs> happened that showed me that I really need him right? The bottom fell out in some way or some other thing kind of exposed my need in a way that I hadn't felt, you know, everything in my life kind of fell apart and I went, oh wow, I guess I need him. That's not your story though. At all. Yeah. Yeah. So, so oftentimes that is what God uses. He uses crisis and he uses, but, but he didn't use that for you. Mm -hmm. So what, what went from, you know what, I have, I have this kind of thing with my higher power God and, and I don't know if I need Jesus to like, oh wow, I need Jesus. What happened? I'm getting goosebumps right now. So, um, so Eric came, I believe it was at the beginning of a shift. He came up to me and said, Hey, um, I just want to tell you, I'm really grateful for you. Like, I appreciate so much the conversations that we have and that you'll engage with me on that. Um, you know, you, you have pushed me into, um, really digging into the Bible and, and learning about what I say, I believe. And so I just appreciate you challenging me and, and I was like, yeah, absolutely. And then, and then at that moment, um, I, I was convicted of being kind of a hypocrite. So, um, I, I was pushing away this Jesus that I knew very little about. Mm. Um, I had a general idea of, him. um, growing up in the Catholic church, I knew he died for my sins, but there wasn't a lot of depth in, in, um, in, in Jesus. And so, um, I, I thought to myself, I'm like, I'm really against this, Christianity or this, this Jesus guy. And I don't really know what he's about. Hmm. And so I, I told Eric that I said, you know, I said, I, I really am kind of feeling convicted. Like I'm pushing back against something. I just, I don't know much about him. Um, I'm like, I'll, I'll, I can't remember if he invited, he's like, well, why don't you start reading the Bible? Maybe he invited me. Why don't, why don't okay. we start reading the Bible together? And I was like, yeah, okay. That's, huh. that's fair. I'll, I need to figure out why I don't believe hmm. is basically what I was thinking. Well, I think that's probably a pretty common story of people who have made up their mind they don't believe, don't really want to believe, but really don't have a great reason why they yeah. have actually thought about it very deeply. Yeah. And so you kind of said, okay, I'll, I'll start thinking about it more deeply. Yeah. Yeah. So we started meeting, reading the Bible together. And then I remember the turning point. I remember when Eric kind of got me, or probably more specifically the spirit grabbed me, but we were at his house and we were reading through John. It was me and Amy, my wife. She, had a, she was already a Christian at the time. Um, and then his wife, uh, Karen, we were reading the Bible and, um, I don't, we were in John, I believe. And 
Eric started talking to me about, about Jesus. And, and I said something like, I just don't think God would have created me with this gap between me and him and not done anything about it. Hmm. And Eric said, <laughs> he did. He sent Jesus. And I was like, Oh, he got me. Like I had, and I, and I don't, and I think at that moment, what happened was I, I, it wasn't that I, I couldn't have, re, you know, rebuttaled that. Or I think the Lord just, mm. that was kind of the first time he was like, just showed me. I, I don't know. It was, it was, it was spiritual. Like it was yeah. God showing up, I think. Mm. And so that was kind of a, just, I, I was like, wow, that, okay. And, and everything that we had talked about prior to that kind of started lining up and making sense. Mm. Um, so we left that night mm-hmm. and. Um, did you know something had changed in the moment? I did. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't sure what I just, every time uh, and what changed was like, you know, for lack of a better term, Eric just shut me up in that moment. Mm. And it was kind of God quieting and going, like, I just, it was different because mm. I always had something that I could come back with, with whatever he was telling me about. Jesus. I just always had something that I, and in that moment it was like, nope, just shut wow. me up. So I knew something was different. I knew something had changed. I wasn't quite sure what or what that meant or yeah. where that was going to go, but it was different. Huh? Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. And then what? So um, <laughs> I don't remember. Keep what, going. I, I don't remember what the what the time was from that moment. Um, but I'll know. This is one of my favorite parts of the story. Um, so I remember we were outside of the station and just having another God conversation. And I think I think I had already come to the realization that like I'm in like I'm 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 ready like I I got nothing more I feel like I've been submitted by the hound of heaven mm-hmm. and I'm I'm in I I don't know how long before I actually told Eric that that it had happened but I remember it was just like I had to get the courage to say it out loud mm-hmm. to admit it and knowing like once I do kind of in like I'm not so so we were, we were at the station, we were outside talking and Eric was talking about Jesus and, uh, like Eric does. <laughs> um, and, and I just, I, he kind of was looking at me and I was looking, there was kind of this silence and I, and I said, okay, I'm in, I'm in. And he's like, what? <laughs> just kind of looked at me with like this, like he uh. didn't know what to do. It was so, it was such a beautiful moment, but <laughs> he was just like, uh, uh okay. All right. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm in, let's do this. I'm yeah, I'm in, I'll follow him. Huh. And it was just, he was just so excited. And, um, yeah, so that was kind of how that happened. And, and just the, the look of like, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> <laughs> like, do we like Pray? jump up and down yeah. now? Yeah. Like find water, get baptized. <laughs> what do we do now? Totally caught him off guard. It was, it was awesome. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, and I, what I love about that is, um, and especially knowing Eric, Eric's like, um, there's something distinct about him, but mm. not weird. Mm-hmm. He's not a weird guy. He's not the kind of guy that shows up and you're like, oh, you again. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, um, guys. Thank you. <laughs> you know, but like I can just sort of picture you guys hanging around, being real guys, not like, okay, here comes this weird moment. But there like, wasn't an agenda. Yeah, it was just part of his life was just to talk about Jesus and see what the Lord was up to. And yep. and it, and part of what I love is it feels like that is is how you got trained as a disciple even before you were a disciple. Yeah. And a lot of what I so appreciate about you as I kind of watch you and your life and your ministry is that you kind of do that too, mm-hmm. is you are totally in for Jesus, but you're, and you're distinct because of it, but you're not a weirdo. 
I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank so, you. Yeah. Um, so man, I, I think that's really, really awesome. So then you ended up somewhere through that ended up part of our church. Yeah. And, so uh, I remember being in a small group uh, yeah. with you guys and, and your guys were young. And I remember, uh, I think Gage was always drawing sharks. He was. <laughs> yep. Does he still draw sharks? A lot of, he does. The kid loves sharks. He loves sharks. Yeah. I remember you guys would come over and, um, we just kind of would try to do life together and we lived in the same neighborhood at that time. So yeah. it was pretty easy. But, um, so I, I don't know exactly kind of the steps there, but at some point you, know, you become a follower of Jesus and then you kind of go, you know what? I'm kind of a missionary to the fire department too. What was that process like for you to think of yourself that way? Yeah, that was, um, I think there was a lot of different things that, um, that kind of went into that. Um, one of them was definitely just, you know, the preaching here, um, being a part of the community here, mm. the, um, just the constant like culture that, that we're in here of all of life is all for Jesus and what that means and, and learning, um, about how, you know, we don't have this, you know, Jesus box, but mm. that Jesus is to be involved in our life, whether that's work, whether that's play, whether that's, you know, parenting or dating or wherever. Mm. Um, I feel like I really, that got instilled in me, um, just over time. Um, Eric helped me with that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, as he started to, um, kind of flesh that out in his own way and we started talking and we always kept in touch about, um, about faith, about work, about how that, you know, how that Mm -hmm. plays out. And so, so a couple of the things he really, really helped me see, um, probably the main thing, um, was, kind of how our, our jobs, like he compared it to Jesus's mission when he was here. Hmm. And so, you know, he's like, so, you know, what Jesus did and, you know, if you, if you look at, at the gospels and how he walked around doing, he was, he was basically pushing out darkness and, you know, with yeah. light, hmm. he was healing. He was, he was reversing the effects <laughs> of sin, right. Sure. And raising people from the dead and healing the sick and all these things that came from sin, he was walking around and reversing them. Mm. And so Eric really helped me to see how our job aligned with that in a lot of ways, Mm. um, how we enter into dark, dark moments, um, dark places, dark, you know, families and how, so I really started looking at it through this idea of, I want to be a light pushing out darkness in the moment that I have with these people. Yeah. Generally when you show up, it's cause something bad happen. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like yeah. you're generally not there on people's best day. Right. And, and it's, it, it's kind of in two different ways. Something either bad is, has happened or there's been a pattern of pain and suffering mm. where these people are just a part of the system. And so they have no support. Um, and so whenever anything happens, they need help with, they just, they know how to dial nine one one. And so we show up. Um, and, and whereas um, that, kind of where it's like, it can be frustrating because it's like, you know, there, we shouldn't be here for this. This is not our job. This is not what we do. We go on emergencies, we go on car accidents and and gunshots and, you know, you need, you know, something different than what we provide. But, but when I look at it as like through through the lens of of Jesus, that there's darkness here and how can I be light? This may not Mm. be our job, but we're in front of a person that's got pain and suffering now. And so how can we just, in in the small amount of time we're going to be, how do we love them in this moment? How do we, Mm. how do I show them Jesus? Mm. Um, 
I got to think that's hard, man. Sure. I mean, especially with the system people you talked about. Yeah. Who, like, you keep seeing the same people. Yes. They keep calling. You know, they're not people who really are getting much on track. Yeah. I would think it would be easy for your heart to get a little more brittle and a little more Jaded. like, eh, you again. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so the, so the, that, that good segue, Luke, into what I wanted to talk about next. Oh, great. Regarding <laughs> the, like how, how this kind of fleshes out on, on the job. So the other thing that has been really, really helpful and impactful um, is, again, um, probably mostly through here, being just a part of this community, being a part of Redemption Gateway, the preaching. Um, is, is how, um, how I, the reason that I now know that every human has value and dignity and that's cause we're all image bearers. Hmm. So, um, I think part of the frustration is when we have the culture, our culture's mindset of, you know, if we go on the same person that's, you know, let's say lives on the street, well, we can very it's easy to justify why we shouldn't be here. This guy doesn't do anything. He doesn't work. He doesn't contribute. All he does is drink or drugs or, and you know, there's, he's dirty and, and he, you know, he's not educated, you know, whatever you can think of to that. Our culture says this guy doesn't have value. Mm. It's like, no, I see that this guy's human and he's an image bearer of God. He's been affected by sin, just like me, just like all of us. Mm. Um, that's been really, really big in helping me to check my heart mm is it's hard when I have that on the forefront of my mind, it's hard to, to treat an image bearer of my, my God, my father in a way that is that kind of just, um, they already know pain and suffering. Mm. Why am I going to come on and, and put more on them and, and talk down mm. to them? And it's like, I want to show them something different. I want to mm. show them Jesus. Right. And beautiful. so, um, so between the, the, the knowing why we have value and dignity, the, the image bearing. And then I think a lot of what helps too is like feeling like I'm on mission for Jesus with Jesus. Yeah. Like then it becomes that is, it just becomes joy hmm. because I'm, I'm like partnered with Jesus and this isn't me. This isn't my deal. This isn't partnered with Jesus. Yeah. And it just, awesome. yeah. It, when I love that as you've done that, you've had opportunities to promote, and you've had now the opportunity to lead other people yeah. and to, you know, you really set a culture mm. that I think is, is sweet. And, uh, it's that kind of stuff that, that Reese at some point noticed. So I'm curious, Reese, when you, when did it kind of occur to you, you know what, I should try to get Dave Lopez to be a junior high mentor because <laughs> yeah. you are now you're, uh, Dave, you're serving and sixth mentoring grade sixth boys. grade boys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh baby. So oh. how did Reese, from your perspective, how, uh, what it's made you great. think, oh, he'd, he'd be the kind of person that would be good at this? Yeah, well, I, I'll just attest to all that you said is true about you. Like, I, there's people that talk it, and then there's people that walk it, and you're a walker. So um, I just, from early on, like when I first got here, we did the husband's retreat. I don't know if you remember that. I do. Absolutely. But do. I was there being a goofball with a few other guys. We're singing this dumb song, Make Us Better Husbands. We like made up a song. <laughs> late at night. It was one of those late nights. And, yeah. <laughs> and it was Mike Hagan and Arnold and I were just goofing around. And I see Dave just talking to some guy. And I, I won't say who it is, but somebody that was dealing with some, de dealing with some things. And I'm like curious about him. I'm like hmm. there's all this crazy going on and he's very serious. And like, you guys maybe, if you don't know Dave, he's a very large man. His his body fits his voice. Um, and it looks like you've been working out a little bit, uh, which is good. not a dig on what you used to look like or anything, but just like, <laughs> if you've always looked like this, it's chiseled. I, I think I've never seen you with a t-shirt like this. So, um, 
very large build and it's just like a gentle yeah. gentle mm-hmm. soul like mm-hmm. he walking slowly with people and i just um i mean somebody had recently said i i thought i was going to hate dave cuz he just seems just by his appearance that he's like a jock bully mm. large man <laughs> and but he is the opposite of that he's mm. gentle and kind mm-hmm. and patient and loving yeah and so that that kind of uh, personality and what God has worked in your life is what was like. Yeah. Oh man, I would I would take Dave in a heartbeat to. Oh lead yeah. These well, I feel like if I had a sixth grade son, I'd be stoked to find out that Dave was <laughs> was one of his leaders. Yeah. So. But I also think, man, I can't think of a probably a ministry that is at times more challenging and at times more of a. Whew, we're spinning our wheels, and I don't know if anything's <laughs> happening than than sixth grade boys. So Dave, what's that like? How's it going? It's going great. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I think, well, I think one of the big things that that kind of changed was for me, because at the beginning it was difficult. Not not in the sense of, um, you know, like I didn't want to do it, but like, what did I what did I get myself into? <laughs> this is, well, yeah. Know. You get into it going, oh, I want to make a big difference, and I want to really have the kinds of conversations with these guys like Eric had with me um, yeah. and they're like going like making fart noise in <laughs> the corner. Right? Yeah. There's not a lot of deep conversation just yet. Yeah. So it's like, I just, am I babysitting for the next seven years mm. or, um, so there was a little bit of that and, and I knew, you know, I, I had talked with Reese about some, some things and just to kind of help me get, stay aligned and kind of remember the vision and what we're doing. And, and one of the things he he really helped to instill in me that that's been really big is like, you know, this isn't, we're not going to fix these kids. And I, that's terrible to say, we're not going to build a relationship or, or, um, or build the trust to be able to talk and speak into these, into these young men's lives, you know, in a few weeks, yeah. this is a, which is why we're together with them for seven years. And so Marathon, he really, not a sprint. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, that kind of gave me some patience of going like, you know, they can be, sixth graders now and that that's great and, and and getting the energy out and um and now my goal is just to remember like we I have seven years with them and and whereas that was daunting before it's now like cool I have I have seven years yeah. with these boys mm-hmm. and, and um and so I think that just kind of slowed me down mm-hmm. and um uh yeah just kind of helped me to to know like there's a bigger vision here yeah. um and I think that changed my heart right towards them it wasn't such a um I wasn't looking for a quick fix and like, we're, you know, we need to get you guys lined in, lined up and like (laughs) dialed in. And, um, but I think one of the big things that helped me change too was winter camp. Like that was just, it was amazing. It was Mm -hmm. game changing for me, um, for so many reasons, but just, um, I think just being able to get the kids out and spend a length of time with them, um, you know, over that weekend without distraction or without, um, you know, we get an hour with them or, or a week or so. And so to have that kind of time to be able to talk about, um, a lots of different things was just really cool. And that was a, that was a big moment for me that just, it kind of, um, helped me to be like, I'm all in. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't going to leave or anything, but like, I just, sure. it was like, I just, I'm all yeah. in. This is awesome. That's great. Yeah. Well, man, we really appreciate you. And, uh, I, I just, 
every time I'm around you, I think, man, I, I want everyone else to know more about Dave. And so that's mm-hmm. a lot of why we had you on here. And so thanks for sharing your story. Yeah. Thanks for the way you're trying to walk with Christ. I like that mm. even distinction of the, I'm, I'm on mission Partnering with, with Jesus yeah. was my favorite yeah. thing that you said. I'm like going to stamp yeah. it on things. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Partner and, um, with Jesus. And how you're walking it out with, with the kids in your ministry and with your family and um, yeah. continuing to you know, what I've realized, what I think is so cool is you, you were resistant because you felt like, I don't know if I need Jesus. Yeah. And now you strike me as someone that's very aware of your need for Jesus. Very aware. And I think that that's really neat how God worked that in your life. So, so man, thanks for, thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you guys. All right. Well, with that, we will uh, move to the last segment of the show, which woo, woo. is a music recommendation. Yeah. It can be from any time period, any genre, just has to be something that you really like. So today we're going with a recommendation from Mr. Joshua Reese. What do you got, Reese? Yeah. So I've been really in the gospel era and I was going to play some Kirk Franklin, but I'm like, hold on, we'll, we'll, we'll pause on that. <laughs> okay. So and I went with this guy, uh, Antoine Bradford is his name. And mm. he... I love the song, and I, the song is called "Loving Kind." I just love the idea. We don't we don't rest real easy on God's love. I think I said that last week, huh? It's, it, you did. Sorry, I keep going <laughs> back to that, true. but um, I don't know if we fixed it. In the yeah, last week. it's it's I just so, so easy to look, focus on other things, and I feel like this song says you're a loving kind. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I forget all the time that you're a loving kind God. That's what you do. You are. Love, well, and it's so. it's loving kind. Two words. Yeah. That God is the loving kind, kind, not just loving kind, like a kind of loving kindness, but that's who the Lord is. So, should we listen to? Give a her a listen. Of it? Tell me what you guys think. All right. That is so good so far. So Head, this is what I sound like. I what I sound like. <laughs> too. It's so good. Ooh, I like this. Yeah. It's just pretty, pretty amazing song. So that's really great. And uh, shout out, shout out to Kira Wilcoxon. Yeah. Who actually told me and Reese about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, some uh, so months good. ago, we w- went up to Redemption Flagstaff and preached up there, and Kira was part of our ministry Aww. here. We went to lunch, and she's like, oh, you guys got to hear the song. And so she recommended it to us, and now, Reese, you're recommending I've been it jamming to on everyone it, yeah. else. That's really Aww, great. I love yeah. it. So again, that recommendation is? Antoine Bradford, Loving Kind. Loving Kind. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in today. Um, this was a great conversation. Good reminder to pray about the big stuff, the little stuff. Um, what a great encouragement from Dave to mm. go with Jesus, to walk with Jesus, and to see him keep interacting in all these areas of lives. Maybe we'll have to change the podcast to with Jesus. Yeah, partnering. We'll, yeah, stick, with, with Jesus we'll stick with for Jesus for now. <laughs> but uh, and, uh, Reese, what a great recommendation. So, Reese, thanks, man. That's it. We're, we're You again. Uh, me again. Oh. <laughs> oh, Lessie. Oh. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank and, you, uh, Luke. Yeah, you bet. So we'll see you all next time. All right. Bye-bye. See ya.